this is part B of the initial um, podcast we started talking about manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And we are going to continue with a few more juicy questions. And um, we can't, we definitely are not going to cover everything up today, but we will continue at a later date. Um, but for now, you know, like I said, questions, email to pearlsinspirited at gmail.com. And we shall pray before we begin. Allah, can you please pray for us? Okay. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for another opportunity that we can come to your presence. We can discuss your word. We can start, um, we can be enlightened and gain understanding and knowledge of who you are through your word, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that um, that as we study the scriptures, we're learning more about you, Lord Jesus, that any, any, um, any beliefs we have about you that are not accurate, that are not true lord jesus that you will just break them down and you will crush them lord jesus and i pray that we will have a better knowledge better understanding of you lord jesus at the end of the day we want to know you and we want to we want to have experiential knowledge of you lord jesus so lord just come and be in this bible study and just open our minds and our understanding in jesus name amen amen, amen. thank you Father. share all manifestations of the holy spirit and again today we have my husband Ebenezer. Hello. <laughs> okay. So, Ola, you have a question um, to ask. Should we start Eddie? with yours? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, earlier you mentioned, Ebenezer, you mentioned um, about, for example, the gift of tongues and about how people like okay so for example i have to get the tongues and i have the ability to i can um start talking tongues um and then i can stop talking tongues and i remember you were talking you touched on that so do you mind just talking a bit more on it on what it means and what it doesn't mean i guess okay um so let me preface what i'm gonna say by saying that i'm not an expert I just um, <laughs> just just gonna put that out there. I'm not an expert. Uh, just you know, I'm learning just like everybody else. Anyway, um, when speaking in tongues, when people are not educated on it, they believe that when I'm speaking in tongues, I can't stop it, right? But as we saw in the scriptures, I believe it was First Corinthians 14. That's the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Um, so we definitely can, because we, let's look at it from this perspective. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. So we are the vehicle that he's using to pass across the message. So if we decide that we, we don't want to, we can choose not to, it's totally up to us, but that's where yieldedness to the Holy Spirit comes in because Anything that makes you feel like you're being forced to do this thing is not of God. God doesn't force anybody to do anything. God would, you know, work with us or work on us so that we may yield. So it's not up to us to yield or not yield. So in saying that we can, we cannot stop speaking in tongues is error because it's saying that God is doing this against our own will. No, he's not. It, you know, he wants to be a partner with us. 
So two can't walk together except they are agreed. If you don't agree with it, you can choose not to, and nothing happens. Okay, so I've got I've got something on that. So, <clears throat> so just going off from what you're saying, um, it sounds like you're talking about like two different things. So, I think you can have the gift of tongues, mm-hmm. and um, I think I don't well. Not everybody may have the gift of tongues, but people may still talk in tongues. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. Okay, so isn't it that the people who have the gift can control it? And the people who just, you know, as the spirit gives them utterance, they're praying and it just goes into tongues. That's a different thing entirely mm-hmm. to the gift where mm-hmm. it's been gifted to you. So you can, you have, you do have some control over it. Yeah. Because it's easy to to hear what you're saying and think, oh, okay, so the times when I just get filled with the Holy Spirit and um I can't stop the tongues because just rolling, does that mean that I can't does that mean it's not of God? When I guess you can I'm just saying this because I know some people who do not have the gift of tongues, mm-hmm. but when they're praying and the, like spirit just takes over, they start speaking in tongues. Yeah. Until the spirit's done. And then they continue speaking in English. They continue praying in English. Yeah. So you're not talking about the gift versus just the spirit giving utterance, right? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Okay, so when a person says, uh, okay, so when you're talking about the gifts of tongues and interpretation of tongues, right? So, like, I've I've kind of been using that area as well, the gifts of speaking in tongues and interpretation. So, usually, I would know by the spirit that this is what God wants to do, right? So, it's like, Right within me, I know, all right, there are some tongues that you are meant to speak out now. So I give those tongues by faith because at that moment, sometimes I don't know what I'm saying till afterwards I'm done. But sometimes I do know what I'm saying while I'm saying it, right? So, you know, it's, it's by faith. When you're giving out the word or you're giving out the tongues, you're saying it by faith and then you're believing God to give you the interpretation, Sometimes God may not give you the interpretation. Sometimes God will give somebody else the interpretation, right? So, but a person that's just been filled with the Holy Spirit and they are, they're baptized and then they're speaking in tongues. And then after that initial experience, they're using praying in tongues in their daily prayer life, right? You cannot say, I can't stop speaking in tongues because you can stop praying in your language, right? When you decide, I don't want to pray any longer, you can say, in Jesus' name have I prayed, amen, and you go about your business. But, you know, just because you're speaking in tongues does not mean that you can't just say, okay, I'm done. So it's not, you know, just because it's speaking in tongues does not mean that the Holy Spirit is taking over you. And that's the, that's the mentality people have, like, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. took over. No, he didn't take over you. He just, you know, he's working with you. You all, you all are working together. Right, you, your partners. Are you saying the Holy Spirit cannot take over someone because because we've we've seen in like um mm. some services where people just shout out or dance or mm. jump. Mm-hmm. You know, they there are these physical manifestations that yes. happen. So so the Holy Spirit. So now this is where it gets funny. The Holy Spirit can tell you, "I want you to get up now and shout." All right you can choose to say no. 
Well, you can contain it. That's what you mean. Contain what? The the desire to do? Of course you can. No, because sometimes, I think um, all I've had this experience, sometimes the Holy Spirit actually moves you, like, shakes you. Yes. And, but you can, you can contain yourself not yes. to be shaken. Is that no, right? You, no, no. So, okay. So, for example, if you're shaken, right? Like the Holy Spirit, that's a manifestation in itself. Like when the, like you maybe just shaken and people are looking at you like, what's going on with you, right? So you could be shaken and you're trying to figure out, Lord, why am I shaking like this? And perhaps God says, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, I want you to do this. I want you to say this. You can choose not to obey. So you're still like, and, okay. you, and you'll find that you'll find that that shaking eventually will stop because you've chosen not to obey. So basically you're saying we choose to yield ourselves yes. or not. Yes. We choose to disobey Absolute, the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And okay. that brings us to consequences of disobeying the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But what is the consequence of disobeying the Holy Spirit? I don't know. The consequence is this. You lose intimacy. That's the only consequence. That is true. That's yes. the only consequence. You're not going to hell. You're just losing intimacy, right? Just mm-hmm. like you have a good friend of yours and that friend speaks to you harshly or rebuffs you. You're going to recall. You're, go- you're going to kind of separate yourself from that person for some time because mm-hmm. that person hurts you. That's why the, mm-hmm. the Bible says, grieve not the spirit of God, mm-hmm. right? Because grieving is something that it hurts the other person. So when we grieve the Holy Spirit, we have heard in him. So when we heard him, he's going to kind of just step aside because we've heard him. We heard his feelings, right? So that's the only consequence. So that's why people that are used by God in the miraculous and stuff like that, one of the things they'll tell you is yield, 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 yield. That's the only way they know. I've got a question. Going back to utterance and stuff mm-hmm. okay how do we then explain acts chapter 2 mm-hmm. verse 4 yes it says all of them were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them king james says as the spirit gave them utterance yes which is also the same thing as enabling yes them yes mm-hmm. okay so how do we explain that like we 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 i know you did say it's a gift so are you saying the gift is the enabling someone to speak in tongues? Does that mean like not every child of God can speak in tongues? Okay. So there's the difference between, okay. So when people say speaking in tongues, I think we use those words interchangeably. So, okay. Yeah. There's giving a message in tongues. So mm-hmm. when the Bible talks about speaking in tongues and, interpret- and, and uh, interpretation of tongues, that's a message. That's not just speaking in tongues in prayer. So they're speaking in tongues in prayer. That is a prayer language, right? And then they're speaking in tongues um, that is an interpret, like that is a message. So for example, a person, uh, a preacher may be preaching a word, and all of a sudden he feels the promptings to speak in tongues, and that that tongue is is a message, right? It's a message. So he may say something and somebody else in the congregation may have the interpretation or he may say something and have the interpretation of those tongues or he may say something and nobody has the interpretation but the message for whom it is that person is their native language that the that the preacher just spoke so you know in that regard 
when you speak in tongues, right? Speaking in tongues as a message is, is a gift, right? Is a manifestation of the gift of the spirit. But mm. praying in tongues, right? So the Bible says, as, as many as believed him, uh, to them give out. Yes, not that. The, the one of uh, Mark 16, it says, uh, these signs shall follow them that oh, believe. Okay. In my mm -hmm. name, they shall speak in new tongues. When it's talking about speaking in new tongues, it's talking about prayer. It's talking because every believer has the every believer has the uh, potential or has the right to be baptized in the Spirit of God. When you're baptized in the Spirit of God, you're you're able to speak in tongues. What's that scripture actually? That's really Mark sixteen verse twenty. Twenty should be the last verse. Oh, yeah. oh, not, actually, not the, the the eighteen should be. Yeah, it should be 18 to 20 or something like that. Maybe it is 19, one of them. Probably. 16. Can I read in KJV? Yeah, you can. Okay, so it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. 18, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yeah. So I'm speaking with new tongues, the sign of the of, of the of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So everybody can speak in tongues, but not everyone can give a not message. Not everyone in has that gift of yeah. the message in tongues and interpretation of tongues. Mm -hmm. Okay, now this brings us to this controversy. So, in conservative groups, um, mm -hmm. we do hear of you can't interpret your own tongue. You Sounds cannot cool. speak in tongues and then interpret it yourself. What? Um. Well, let's let's get biblical. All evidence. right. Let's let's look at what the scripture yeah. has to say. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So actually, I can see where that's wrong. So in First Corinthians fourteen, mm -hmm. verse um twenty-seven, it says, "If any if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret." Mm -hmm. So I guess. I guess for that verse, you can think you can you can say that one person can can speak in tongues and another person interprets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so basically, is that the fact that we okay. cannot? So I heard somebody I heard a message as this some time ago mm -hmm. said that in in this church there were people that they knew had the gift of interpretation of tongues. Right, mm -hmm. there were people that they knew. Okay, this person has a gift of tongues. This person has a gift of interpretation of tongues. So what would happen would be that, per like, so everybody knew, you know, these the gifts. So a person would speak in tongues, and that one who had the interpretation or two, right? One person would get up and give the interpretation. However, in a church that because the spiritual gifts only comes to those who ask for it, those who covet it. So if you're the only one in your church that actually covered spiritual gifts. God can decide to give you nine, nine of them, all nine of them, just like that, because you covered them. So that doesn't mean that, you know, if you're the only one that God has given the gift of interpreting tongues, you can't interpret the tongues that you that you're speaking. You go, you know what I mean? So the, the scriptures does says when one person speaks, another person should interpret, but is based on the gifts that have been given if the person does not have the gift of interpreting of tongues they won't be able to interpret the tongues would you say based on this scripture of first corinthians 14 27 and 28 that 
it has to be only when like you're in a group setting. Yeah. So so based on what you're saying now, if there's if another person cannot interpret what the Bible is saying in verse twenty eight is let let him keep silent yes. in the church. Yes. And let him speak to himself and to God. Yes. So now when when the Bible says if there be no one so think about it. How would you know that there is no one that can interpret if you didn't know that some people had the gifts of interpretation? You get what I mean? So it's like, if the Bible is saying, if there is no one present that interprets, then keep quiet. So that means if you check and say, wait, this person is not here, keep quiet because nobody else has the, the gift of interpretation of tongues, right? But if a person has... So if, if in a group, you're a part of a fellowship or group, and you know that in this group, there are people that have the gift of interpretation of tongues, go ahead and give the, go ahead and give the tongues because you know that there's somebody there that has the gift. And God is going to give that person the interpretation of the tongues. That's I'm, still, I'm still looking for that one scripture that, that says what we're talking about right that, now. Yeah, that, that the person who speaks can also interpret. Well, yeah, so that's, actually, that's verse 13. So it says, wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. There you go. But if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, for my understanding is unfruitful. There you go. So I guess if you can speak in, to- if in an unknown tongue... Pray that he may speak. interpret. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so you have the, like, you know... You definitely can. Okay, I've got another question. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now there is also this controversy that speaking in tongues has to be in the language of the earth. But I think there's a scripture that speaks about the language of angels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I want just to clarify speaking in tongues. Is it, does it have to be language that we know? It has to be Chinese, Hebrew, Hindu, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or can it be something we don't even understand? Mm-hmm. Like it's never been spoken on earth. Because... Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, but how do, you, how do you know that it has never been spoken on earth? That's true, because we don't because know the languages of the earth. Okay. And the languages are extinct now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so this is very interesting because when people are speaking in tongues, they have no clue what they're saying, <laughs> right? Yeah. So even if you were given a message, in, even if you were speaking in a language of the earth, to you it's unintelligible because you don't know what you're talking about, right? So I'll give an example. There was a, a story I heard of, and it's credible because I heard it from the source. The preacher in his camp meeting, there was somebody standing next, so there was a Nigerian woman standing, and then there was a white guy standing next to her, right? Mm-hmm. So while they're all praying, they're all praying in tongues. So the woman that was standing there, she's of the Yoruba tribe, and she had been believing God for a husband. The man next to her was a, a Caucasian male. And in tongues, while they were all praying in tongues, all of a sudden she started hearing this guy in her dialect saying, be patient, be patient, be patient. 
So afterwards, she asked the guy, did you know what you were saying? And he said, no, he was just, you know, praying in tongues. So for the guy, it was unintelligible. But for her, because it was her dialect, she knew what he was saying. So this is my belief. Because think about this in Acts. It says that the disciples started speaking in tongues, right? Mm -hmm. And the people all heard their language. Yes, yeah. So that means... That is the background that these churches use. But think about it. This is the reason why they miss it. The people were not speaking their language. The people were speaking in tongues. The people hearing heard their language. That's true. Because think about how chaotic it would have been if 120 people were all speaking different languages of the earth. How would you be able to hear your own language when 120 people are all speaking? And from the scripture, we know that they weren't speaking softly. They were speaking loudly to the point where people couldn't hear them. So think of how confusing that would have been. No, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a manifestation of the spirit that the people that were there heard. So the Holy Spirit made it that they heard their own language. It didn't say that those people spoke their language. It said that they spoke in un- with other tongues. And by the way, if you're confused where this is in the scripture, is Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 8, 9, maybe, 10. You could read the entire scripture, yeah. Acts chapter 2. Up to 12, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very, very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And um, do you have any other questions? Or... I do. Okay. I, 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 I... I... I do. Dude, I guess that's the thing that the gift of the spirit is very um very interesting because there's so much things that if you're not familiar with them and if you've not seen them around, they could be quite scary. Yeah. Even though you know it's in the Bible and you know it's biblical. Mm. So for example, so I just have you know, in the in the Bible it says in, in first Corinthians fourteen, it says that let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Mm-hmm. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. So my question is, so <laughs> for me, I don't even understand how people interpret. I'm just like, whoa! How does it? How does it drop into your head? Like how? Like because <laughs> I pray for interpretation. I'm still praying. Well, I haven't been praying actually, but <laughs> but like, as in, is it necessary? that we must know what we're praying about because it says like um it says what does it say it says in verse 15 it says um okay first 14 it says if i pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prayer right so if your spirit prays then why do you need to know like why do we exactly okay i mean it cannot just be a conversation with the spirit on god and you know absolutely so there have been times where I prayed in tongues and I had no clue what I was praying about. There have been times when I was praying in tongues and I, I would know that this is what I'm praying about. And then I would pray it out in English as well, right? Because it is fruitful for your mind to know what you're praying about. Why? For faith reasons. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be able to have faith in God based on what you're praying about. So when you know what you're praying about, then you know what you believe in God for. So now you don't have to know what you're praying about. 
But if the spirit wants you to know what you're praying about, he can give you an understanding in your spirit that this is what I'm praying about, right? Because the way it kind of works for me is that as I'm praying, I hear in English in my spirit what I'm praying. So it's like, you know, I hear it. So that's when I'll pray it out in English so that I can also say, okay, yeah, you know, I'm believing God for so-and-so, right? That's the question of that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I don't know if I'm overanalyzing this, but maybe I'll do this. How do you know that that's actually what you're praying about? It's by faith. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most things are by faith, though. It's by faith. Um, and then, oh, by the way, I just wanted to put a drop in this scripture, First Corinthians 13 verse 1, about the tongues of men and of angels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there is actually a scripture that says, that speaks about the tongues of angels. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to drop that in for anyone who really needs a reference. Sorry, Ola. You have something to say? No, I don't know. Okay, and before we go, <laughs> I just want to drop one more statement. Remember, um, Reading the um, Apostolic Faith paper of the 1906 revival, um, the woman, this woman that that was very confused about this, the speaking in tongues and um, all of that, uh, she didn't really want to speak in tongues. She was, and somehow the and the Holy Spirit moved her, and she she actually found herself speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. and then she was like. Oh, she doesn't want to speak gibberish. And the Holy Spirit says, I don't speak gibberish or I don't speak rubbish. Mm-hmm. I speak a language. Mm-hmm. So I just found that fascinating that mm-hmm. no one should ever, you know, downplay the gift of tongues or speaking in tongues because it's the language of the Holy Spirit. It's almost mm-hmm. like you're insulting the Holy Spirit, saying mm-hmm. that is not of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, we've gone over time today, guys. <laughs> uh, this was very useful, very exciting, very interesting. We'll be back sometime in the future. <laughs> before, <laughs> definitely before the mid of this year, we're going to continue to talk about manifestations of the spirit, physical manifestations versus demonic manifestations, and all that. Um. It's been lovely having Ola and Ebenezer on this podcast. This is fun. Mm. Yeah, Ola is our regular. Ebenezer is our guest. Yay. Yay, guest. Guest. Yes, you're a guest. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you, guys. Send your questions to healthinspirited at gmail.com. I need to check that email. Just in case we've had questions. Um, yeah, so we will end close for today. And who would who has the gifts of the spirit to pray for us? You do. <laughs> well, why do I have to be the ones who always close the meeting? Where are you going that always closes the meeting? Well, I kind of do the last one. I'm the one before the last. Okay, there you go. As far as the spirit leads you. <laughs> oh, it's looking at me like. Okay. Okay. All right. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity you've given to us to 
look into your word, talk about your spirit that dwells in our hearts. We pray that more of the power of your spirit continues to dwell in us. More of the gifts will keep being seen in us and the gifts which you have given us will not abuse them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, as we've reached out to souls today. We pray that your spirit will continue.